Have you chosen a word for 2022? A guiding principle that can help you stay on track and stay focused for the coming year? Stick around. We're going to talk more about that today. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Business of Living podcast. It's a new year. It's a new change of gear. I'm feeling good and I'm excited about this coming year. We have 365 days waiting for us to make the most of our lives. Well, if we're lucky, we get 365. So we're going to stick with today and make the most of today. That's what the Business of Living podcast is all about. Thank you for joining me. We're going to talk about words of the year. When I say word of the year, what I mean is the primary focus for you in this coming year. Maybe there's an area of your life that you've said, hey, this is the most important area this coming year, and I want to focus on that. If I make progress in one area, it has to be here. And then assigning a word to describe that, and then putting that somewhere near you where you can see that on a regular basis, it can help draw you back in and refocus you and remind you of what's most important so you stay on track and be sure to see the progress that you want in that area of life. Now, I choose a word every single year, and it has been so valuable to me and to my family that we all do it together, all five of us. It's become quite the tradition. In fact, it's a whole ceremony. The remarkable thing is, before my wife Lydia and I got married, we both did this. Lydia was single, living in Dallas, Texas, and I was here in Buffalo. And without knowing it, each of us would choose a word for ourselves to help us guide and focus us in on on each individual year. So after we got married, it was almost an expectation that we both had that we would choose a word for the coming year. And then it evolved into this really cool tradition. Ever since I can remember, we've always had a live Christmas tree for Christmas. And I just love that. I love the smell. I love the feel of it. I love the whole experience of getting the tree, setting it up, decorating it. I'm so into that. And part of when you put your tree in the stand, because you do water a Christmas tree to keep it somewhat fresh, What you need to do is cut off the bottom so that water can flow freely up the trunk and it'll keep the tree alive as long as possible throughout your holiday celebrations. So one year as I was cutting off the bottom, I thought, wow, we could probably use this in some way. We could use this little disc that came off the bottom and write something on it. And then it just clicked. It was like, oh yes, we can write our words for the year on the bottom of the Christmas tree. And now we do this every year. When I go out and get the live Christmas tree, cutting off the bottom into one disc for each family member just has become part of the process now. This year, my six-year-old son and I went and cut down the tree together. It was awesome. It was one of the first snows of the season that day. We had our handsaw with us. I even put my flannel on to feel like I was... (laughs) A legitimate lumberjack, which I am certainly not, but we had an awesome time picking out a tree. And then we took it home, dragged it up onto the porch, cut the bottom off, 
and cut it into five individual pieces, one for each member of our family. And that starts the process of us each reflecting on what our word is going to be for the coming year. And so we have, you know, just after Thanksgiving, over Christmas, that week after Christmas, where we can be reflecting, praying, and thinking about what is our focus for this coming year? What do we really want this coming year to be about? And then on New Year's Day, we gather around, and by this point, everyone has either chosen their word, and some of the younger kids get a little bit of help, but we gather around with those empty discs laid out in front of us, and we go through each person. We speak their word over them. We pray for them. We guide them. We encourage them. We affirm them. And then with a dark Sharpie, we write their word on that disc and we write the date. And after everyone receives their word, then we'll glue them to this framed kind of board that we have. And that gets hung up in our house right by the front door. So you can't miss it. On a daily basis, you see that word and it's a reminder of remember what your focus is for this year. Remember what you feel led to focus on and to double down on this year. It's right there staring you in the face. And it is powerful. At the most unexpected times when you're walking by and you look at it, you're like, oh yeah, I need to refocus on that. I've been getting off track. I've been distracted or I'm, I'm getting away from what's most important. So this can be incredibly powerful for, for you and if you have kids, them as well. If this isn't a part of what you do on a yearly basis, I would highly recommend adopting this practice. It's not too late. You can, you can still do that. You can still take some time to reflect and figure out what your word and your focus might be. There's a popular quote, and it says this, The man who chases two rabbits catches neither. Some attribute that to Confucius. Others say it's a Roman proverb. But I found that there's a lot of wisdom in that statement. If you're going after multiple things at once, it's really difficult to make progress in any one of them. Now, I'm a big believer in goals. I set goals for a lot of different areas of life. And that's that's important to do, for sure. But not at the cost of progress in any one area. That's why this exercise can be so powerful because if you're like me, I find it very difficult to follow through on multiple goals at once. That's why this one guiding principle for the year can be so effective. If stuff hits the fan and all your goals fall apart, you lose touch with them, you threw them out the window, you feel like a failure, at least you still have that foundation and that goal that you're reaching for that can help you get back on track. It's the simplicity of it sometimes that is so powerful. I often start my mornings by reading from the book of Proverbs. I remember one morning I read Proverb 13, 4, and it just hit me between the eyes. It said, the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. And man, that just rang true with me. because I'm, I'm not naturally disciplined. In fact, I'm, I can be all over the place sometimes. If left to my own personality, my own devices, I'm downright scatterbrained. If there's a squirrel running by my view, 
I'll forget where I am sometimes. So I kept reflecting on this scripture. The desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. So I'm like, okay, being fully satisfied sounds great. How do I get that? The desires of the diligent. Okay, what does diligent mean? I mean, I have an idea of what diligent means, like some kind of disciplined approach. So I looked that up just to dig a little bit deeper. Diligence is careful and persistent work or effort. Whoa, talk about an invitation for me. I need more of that in my life. And in fact, the more that I develop my ability to have careful and persistent work and effort, the more my desires will be fully satisfied. This might sound pretty straightforward and simple, but for me, this was revolutionary because oftentimes when I would look at discipline, I would frame it in this way, doing the same boring thing over and over again. If I'm going to be diligent, it means that I'm just like a lab rat or I'm like a bean counter and I just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. That doesn't sound like an enjoyable, fully alive life. And remember, that's what I'm all about. But what this is saying is the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, man, I have a lot of desires in life. I want to make a huge impact. I want to have adventures and experiences that blow my mind. You mean, if I work on this diligence thing, then my desires will be fully satisfied? Not partially, fully satisfied. That got my attention in a big way. That was over a year ago. And I knew clear as day that that needed to be my focus. And it was for 2021. As a result, some pretty significant things happened in 2021 for me. The reason you're listening to this podcast right now is a result of my word being diligence and focusing on consistently putting out this show once a week. Another thing that got completed was the renovation of the house that we're in right now. Diligence was completely necessary to see this project through, as well as get an Airbnb up and running and operating. All these things were made possible because of this invitation to diligence and because every single day that I walked outside my front door or walked downstairs, I saw that disc from the bottom of the tree that said diligence. And it reminded me, oh yeah, I need to put one foot in front of the other. I need to be consistent. I need to keep showing up day after day and my desires will be fully satisfied. This word has been so powerful for me and so transformational that I've also chosen it for my word for 2022. And that's never happened in the history of word choosing for me personally. So what about you? What is your word for the year? If you've already chosen one, I would love to hear what it is and to see how that progresses as the year unfolds. If you haven't chosen a word yet and you'd like to, I want to share with you five clear steps that you can take in choosing your word for this coming year. Number one, take the time to reflect. If you're listening to this, you're probably pretty intentional with your life already and you have that desire to grow. Just add this in to your daily practice as you think and prepare for your day, as you journal, as you read, begin to set your mind on what is it 
that I need to focus on in this coming year? What is the main theme or the the primary guiding principle that I want out in front of me this year to keep me on track? For some people, that comes in a moment and you know it and it's plain as day. This is what my word is for this coming year. For others, it takes some time to reflect and to marinate on and eventually that'll come to you. And that's that next step is to choose. Choose your word and commit to it. And that's going to be a really difficult step for some of you. You're going to overanalyze it or have the tendency to want to overthink it. If you're still unsure, make your best guess and just take a step forward. Choosing not the best word is going to be more helpful than not making a choice at all. So just take a step forward and commit. Number three, put it on display. Make sure you're going to see this thing on a regular basis. I've found it helpful to have it associated with an object or something tangible and not just a piece of paper that's going to get wrinkled up or pushed aside into your papers. Make sure it's something that you're going to see. Maybe even hang it on the wall, frame it. Do something that is going to put it in front of your face on a regular basis. Number four, share it with somebody. Who's in your inner circle? Who cares about your success, where you're heading this year, what your year is going to look like? Let them know what word you choose and invite them into the process of your transformation. Tell them, hey, I, I chose a word for this coming year. What do you think about it? Can you ask me about it? Can you ask me about how that's going? Can you cheer me on and, and be in my corner as I work to focus on this area of life? That can be tremendously helpful. And then the fifth step, the final step is to be sure to revisit this regularly. Make it a part of your daily routine to take a look at that word. Maybe it's before you walk out the door every day. Maybe it's before you brush your teeth. Don't let it fall into the abyss of failed New Year's resolutions. Let it become a part of you. Let it be your primary focus for the entire year. Let it be that guiding principle that keeps you on track and pulls you back from distraction. If you haven't chosen your word yet and you really like my tradition, I happen to have a little extra tree left this year. I'll tell you what, the first person that reaches out to me will get a piece of my Christmas tree to write their word of the year on. I'll ship it to you. Just send me your address, no cost to you, and you can write your word of the year on the bottom of my Christmas tree. (laughs) Well, I sincerely hope that your desires for the coming year are fully satisfied. I wish you the best. I wish you more love, more joy, more success, more prosperity, deeper relationships, more fun, more adventure, and more health and happiness. I'm so grateful to be sharing this journey with you of being intentional and focusing on being fully alive. That's what we're up to here at the Business of Living podcast, and we have an exciting year ahead. Happy New Year, and I will see you next week. Have a great one.